Yo, 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 welcome to the What, what Are They, they Talking, talking About, about podcast. podcast. <laughs> oh shit, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Funny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, listen, I'm going to lock off the show. No, no, I agree with you, you know. You're not even listening, but you're still laughing. That's the thing, you're still laughing. No way. You're still laughing. Let me say something. Yo, shut up, man. Jesus is Lord, man. Listen, let it be. I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest masculinity. Let me be the biggest toxic masculinity ever. hundred percent. The biggest advocate of that. Well, only took us 62 weeks. Um, yeah, we're cancelled now. It's been a good run, lads. But the guys are self-proclaimed advocates of toxic masculinity. Don't group me with them. I'm just an engineer. I just oversee the audio. That's it. I do not hold the beliefs of these two individuals. Yo, the yo, the yo. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the What Are They Talking About podcast, episode number 62. We are here, clocked in live. I go by the name of Rob. Who else has got in the studio? I go by the name of Colin Coles. And who else do we have in the building? Demystic. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much, Demystic. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate Demystic, you. It's always a good, man. It's always a good time, mate. <laughs> we appreciate that. That message is just for you, Demystic. So, so don't, be, don't be putting that on. But I yeah, episode 62, we've just been I talking um, for the last hour or so, eating our noodles and speaking. We can't really speak what we're speaking about just <laughs> on this podcast, but believe me, Not yet. one day it's coming. <laughs> when that day comes, it's it comes. coming. Um, I want to, I want to, I just want to start with uh, Dalai Lama. Did you see that video? Yo. <laughs> So anybody that doesn't know is um, is a title of a religious leader. It's a Dalai Lama. Mm. Um, is it the Buddhist Buddhism? Tibetan Buddhist. Tibetan Buddhist. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah Dalai yeah. Lama is a title given by the Tibetan people mm-hmm. to the foremost spiritual leader of the Guleg or Yellow Hat school of Tibetan Buddhism. Uh-huh. The newest and most dominant of the four major schools of Tibetan Buddhism. Uh-huh. Yeah, the 14th and current Dalai Lama is Tenzin Gyatso. Tenzin Gyatso. Who lives in exile as a refugee in India. Lives in, as an exile? Yeah. What's been exiled from? Like, I, Did they not just... Dis, I could be completely wrong, but did they not just decide to do it themselves? It's part of the role where you live oh. by your onesies. That's what you mean. I, yeah. I thought it was an like exile, but like the people, oh, by the, like, people. Like the lead of the, oh, of right. the nation type thing. You know, sometimes they can just do that just because yeah, yeah. you're a criminal or whatever. Yeah. You just get exiled. No, nah, definitely. I don't killed. think he gets exiled because of that thing, just so he can be spiritual with his with his God or everything like that. He just That's goes away from crazy. the people. But obviously, this okay. Dalai Lama has been doing the news. He's been doing the rounds recently because... It's been absolutely bizarre <laughs> with the footage that's been showing. So you've seen the video. Actually, Buddhists actually don't even believe in any kind of God. Yeah. So I they think advocate just some Buddhism, they, they advocate for peace and freedom. Yeah. So what it says is like um, Buddhists do not believe in any kind of deity or God. Mm-hmm. Um, although they are supernatural figures who can help or hinder people on the path towards enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Born on the Nepalese side of present day Nepal, India border. Siddhartha Gautama was prince around the fifth century. Oh, so is yeah, Siddhartha Gautama Buddha. So that's that's where Buddhism actually came from. It's yeah. from this um this guy who lived in the fifth century BCE. Yeah. 
Yeah, in Buddhism, there is no creator. There is no creator. There um, is no God. It's literally all about sort of the you, the person, and coming to enlightenment. Yeah. Um, but obviously, he was doing the rounds because he went to this public place and he met a kid. Kid was about eight years old, ten Some, years yeah, old, quite like young. And first and foremost, the Dalai Lama was like, hey, give me a hug. And he gave him a hug. And he was like, hey, give me a kiss. And he gave me a kiss. And he said, hey, suck this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and First of all, <laughs> press the brakes. <laughs> What I don't understand is why he didn't stop by the hug, bro. And the keep hu- him pushing. The hug, <laughs> the hug was good. Yeah, cool. Give me a little hug. Yeah. The kiss, alright, big man. That's enough now. No, big man, people, not even about, not even any kiss. Not even. It's not like it's a kiss on the cheek. It's not like it's a kiss it's like not, on the hand. It's not your kid as well. It's the kiss on the lips. On the lips, eight, bro. Eight-year-old boy. Ute them. Ute them. <laughs> Kissing some, what, he's like 80, 90 Yeah, something. the Dalai Lama's old, bro. He's old, 80, 90-year-old man, fam. Mm. And he didn't stop is. there. What else did he do? One second, let me check how old it is. <laughs> so, 87 years of age, 87 bro. years of age. 87 Crazy. years old. So he didn't just stop at the kiss. You, you think the kiss is a bit too far. You've kissed the kid on the lips. Awesome, give me a kiss. And it's not even wow. your own child. It's not your child, firstly. As a parent, I look at it, yeah, you just hug the Dalai Lama, beautiful. Yeah. Here's the peace and sovereignty. Yeah. A kiss, I'm like... Buddhism rules the world. Mm, you know what I mean? Let's forget about sovereignty right now. Let's just say, here's the peace. Nice one. <laughs> but this Dalai Lama of 87 years of age, he decided, you know what? Hey, suck this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just suck this. And I was thinking, what's he doing? <laughs> He pulled out his tongue. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's nasty, and then he got bro. the kid to suck his tongue. That's uh, uh. I thought, Jesus. As soon as I finished that, that's I said, he's now done. Oh, it's just disgusting. Because thing wow. this was done publicly as well. Video cameras, everything. This was done in like national TV, um, where from where they were. And the fact that he's just he pulled the tongue, suck this tongue. Is that suck my tongue? He, he kind of did it in a jokey way, but at the same time, he actually went for it. Yeah. And the kid actually went there and actually sucked on his tongue. I, I can't even say that loudly because that's just, it just, it gives me shivers. Nasty, bro. It's disgusting. 87. It's actually disgusting. He didn't just stop there. Man pulled the kid back and hugged him again. Yeah. Like, like, hugged him again, head like, Head to head, you know, you know them forehead to forehead things. You know, we look at each other, then the eye, forehead to forehead. I'm just like, yo, you you've done too much, bro. It's so no. So I try break uh. it down and think like, so he's lived in exile mm. in India since 1959. You know, um, 1959. Wow. Yeah, when Tibet was annexed by um, China since 1959, he lived in exile. Yeah, I look at it and think this is the holiest man mm. in Buddhism. Yeah. And I think because you lived in exile for that long. Yeah. 
how are you just not accustomed to how the world works? Like, mm. obviously, we live in twenty first century, and we've seen that we're appalled by it, and thinking, "What the hell is he doing?" And yeah, he should receive all the backlash he, he's received. Yeah, because that he's had to go online and actually apologize. Yeah, to everyone for actually doing that. He's apologized, which is brilliant. Mm. But I'm thinking, has he apologized because of the backlash, or has he apologized because he knows like what he's done wrong? You know, mm. like, is this a normal thing? You know, there wasn't any cameras rolling, especially living in India. Yeah. No cameras rolling. Like, what else does he do to these kids? Because that's, that's the thing, because someone um, brought up a point of, what if that's just the custom part of the culture where the Buddhist actually does that? And I'm just like, what, what the Buddhist... This Buddhist monk actually goes up to the kids and tells them to suck my tongue. Yeah. Is that part of the custom? Are you, what? How is that normal? Yeah. How's a parent, you look at them and go, yeah, that's, that's, that's very normal, mate. Yeah, go suck the Buddhist tongue. So he said his, hol- his holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way. Yeah. Even in public and before cameras. Mm. He regrets the incident. But does he actually regret the incident, bro? I don't think he does. I bet you anything he does not reject. He doesn't, he, do, he, he don't care. No, he don't care. He definitely don't care. Bro, I thought this is brazy. How many kids around come to see him and it's his holiness or they just do whatever he wants them to do? Like, how many kids? Uh, yeah, bro, it's madness mental. Yeah, because think, because this is what you get when you. Because it's weird, because you, you see you that when it comes power? to... A little bit. Knowing that they can low-key get away with it. Because mm. obviously like we, low see, we see abuse of power, like, during, like, obviously the police force. Yeah. We see lawyers abusing power. We even see, mm. like, your typical managers abusing power. Just even anyone in the position of like power. Popes abusing yeah. power as well, yeah. Any, any, any little position of power, you do get people that abuse it, but... You just don't expect it from someone like the Dalai Lama. Mm. Mental. I was shocked when I seen that video. I, I, I just, I just couldn't believe it because it's the first time. It's the way they kind of, they kind of blurred the kid's face. Yeah, that's the first video. So, and then the second video, so they just, you know, the kid's face was practically visible. Yeah, I seen it. With and the I'm kids. just like, how, how can you allow that to be? Like, people, what, what is actually going on? Mm. Like, what we actually showing people nowadays are we trying to make that a normal thing yeah. are we trying to say that's a normal thing that we can actually televise that to everyone else mental <laughs> and make it okay absolute mental that 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 can't run it's I'm, and I'm not even off that culture but I just know that can't run fam yeah even, even if sure. even, in, culture, even in that culture I'd be like yo that can't run bro yeah it can't run come on you, man you don't, you don't know this guy my youth them is sucking your tongue my little you imagine that was my kid, bro. I'd have to bro, I'd have to chop your tongue off or something. <laughs> something gotta give. <laughs> something gotta give, mate. Something's gotta give, bro. You've already violated a bit too much. A hundred percent. A bit too much. This is why you're in exile, bro. <laughs> Cause the thing is, like, when they're in exile, they just by themselves, you know, they're practically nuns yeah. in a way. Yeah. They don't do anything but the only difference is nuns do it for you know, for um, you know, 
worshiping God and dedicating their life towards God. And mm-hmm. that's it. That's 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 the the rest of their lives. They don't abstain from sex, abstain from everything like that, and practice whatever it is that's holy. But in Buddhism, it's all about you and finding enlightenment and things like that. But you've exiled yourself in that kind of way. But the thing is, we see what that kind of life does to certain people mm. because it deprives you of that again that human intimacy that you might want from marriage yep. from when you're married it deprives you of any sort of love human interaction because you're not seeking that human love you're seeking love from mm-hmm. God but in his case I, I, because you don't believe in a God I don't know what you're seeking at that point mm, you wonder actually mm, that's a good show do you know what I mean so it's like and then when you actually see the children, what's so you get like popes who do crazy shit to children mm-hmm. of that high status? But because they're not the, of the high status, they can know they can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Who are you going to and then these men, but obviously they know they can get away with it because they're doing it in secret. And yeah. they know if that was publicized, people can reach out to the sh- Bible and say, that shot. is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be shot, locked up, all that good stuff. Yeah. But these guys, they don't, they don't have a God, a lawgiver mm. who sets these rules that you should adhere to and live by in the moral codes. So what do they do? They create their own moral codes. And then you get these couple of incidents where it's like, I kissed your, I kissed your child who I don't even know on the lips and let them suck my tongue, which is just, you don't even, you don't even joke about that. <laughs> thing is, I've never, think, seen, I've never seen that in my life before. The thing is, it's like, if you're going to joke about it, you, you don't literally bring your tongue forward. You just say, Haha, don't, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when you go you're to like, do it, you like pull away like, I don't know, no, no. You, you keep it moving. Yeah. I'd be like, Haha, he's trying to be funny. Do you know what I mean? But the fact they actually went out there and actually did it publicly tells me that there, there isn't that boundary there. This must be a normal thing. Mm. If your jokes run like that, what else does he joke about? And how far of a joke... Is it like is it an acceptable joke? Where it's like a joke, joke? Was it like one of those <laughs> disgusting jokes where you just you turn your head, and you go, "That's a bit sus." Yeah, like, I don't know. It's, but that for me is, is it's a whole lot of sus going on there, bro. Like P- I'm thinking, what's 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 the parents thinking? The PR team is going crazy right now, baby. They I'm thinking, have, have the parents been interviewed at all? I don't even know. Nah, I haven't seen anything. That's mental, bro. Because your kids just gone viral. Yeah, like, what, what's going on through your mind right now? Can they even... It's not even like... Is it? Can you get compensation for that kind of thing? I, 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 don't, I, I don't think so. so Someone's got to do I, something for me, bro. Yeah. Dalila, I'm better come into my house and give me a piece <laughs> do you f- I don't even know what kind of laws is exempt from. Yeah. You know? Because there's certain leaders in the world who can just who are who are just exempt from certain laws just because they are who they are. They've got a lot of money to get themselves out of it. But Mm. nah, yeah, I thought that was brazy. I don't know, man. I don't know. Thought that was brazy. But did you see when I posted um my boy Ashraf? Marrakesh brother, Moroccan brother. I was about to talk about that. What the hell? Bro, plot twist. The, I did not 
<laughs> I was not expecting what I just read. Mm. It's going to get a lot of people thinking oh, going yeah. forward on 100%. how they can save themselves from these kind of situations. Yeah. Really and truly, you, you and your mother relationship is never really going to falter. Do you know what I mean? 100%. You trust your mom. You trust your dad. You trust your parents. 100%. Even if you do bad. Yeah. Your parents are still going to be like, come, come. Yeah, come back home. My, you're still my kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we went back to the whole point of like unconditional love and think if anybody is to have unconditional love out there, it's probably your mother, you know? Yeah. Um, like I said, it's like the closest thing to unconditional love you're going to get is from your parents. Yeah. That's easily the closest. The closest thing to unconditional love you will ever experience. Yeah. So for the people who are listening and we want to get into the whole Ashraf Hakimi. Mm. Um, just give you a little bit of background. Ashraf Hakimi is a Moroccan footballer, currently plays for a French football club, and the French football club is called PSG, Paris Saint-Germain. He's mm-hmm. in uh, Paris. Um, he's a defender, he's a fullback. Um, has always been a great footballer. You know, I've loved him since back back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I think he really has blown up now because obviously he plays for PSG, he plays for Messi, Neymar. Yeah. In, a, in the World Cup, Morocco done really, really well. Yeah. So he's got a good name on they his shoulder. They did actually very, very well. Yeah, very, very well um, as an African country, actually. Um, they were the last African... I think they were the last one. By yeah. far, the last yeah. African country. They were the like, furthest, broke the record, gone the furthest wave, I'm not wrong, in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's married to a model. Um, lovely girl. Yeah. Um, good looking lady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell us what's what's happened recently with Ashraf's life. So, <laughs> the, so recently, because they they've been married for I think two years, mm. two and a bit years, and then recently they got a divorce. Mm-hmm. So this divorce where this divorce is due to allegations of infidelity. So you know, they she thought he cheated football, and you know, saying I I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the ins and outs of that because they never really. They haven't really talked about it because it's quite fresh and new. It's only been a, cu- a few days now. And, you know, she tried to... Obviously, when when divorce happens, they expect 50-50. Make sure you hit him with a prenup. Prenup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they expect to hit 50-50. So that's, that's what the wife went for. She's like, you know, I want 50% of his wealth. And Hakimi... He's actually worth 70 million. Mm-hmm. 70 million euros. 70 million. 70 Jeez. million euros. That's rough. She's worth 3 million euros. Mm. So you, you can see why, you know, when the money comes, the money comes. So, 24 you know, years old and what, 70 million? 70 million euros. 24 years old. That's insane. Mental. So they went to court. And the judge looked at him and went, you do... N- <sighs> You realize that Yashi has no money. Mm-hmm. Wait, she, and she was just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, all that money you thought he had, Yashi doesn't have any. Mm-hmm. All that fifty percent that you want, yeah, he, he doesn't have it. Yeah, so he's actually living in in the worst. He, yeah, he's he's living probably worse than you in this kind of case. Mm-hmm. And so it turns out this 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 man's smart. I, I, don't, I don't know if he did it. I don't know if his if his mom's idea. I don't Definitely know what mom's happened. Yeah, probably mom's his manager and them things. 
So he gave half, eight, actually 80%. not half, 80% yeah. of his monthly salary goes to his mum. Yeah. Every single month, 80% of his salary goes to his mum. He gets one million pounds a month. Mm. Crazy. One million pounds a month. So 800 euro, 800 euros goes to his mum. He keeps 200. 100,000. Or was it, was it, no, 200. Yeah, he keeps 200. Yeah, he keeps 200K. Yeah. And that's all he lives by. And, and this includes, so what else did he put under his mum's name? He has clothes, properties, cars, jewellery, houses. All Mumsy's name. under Mumsy's name. Nothing is under his name. So every single time he's, he wants something, he asks his mother, can you get this for me? And the mum just gets it for him. Yeah. Mum, I want, I want the new Range Rover. I said, okay, cool, son. Let me get that range. Say no more. Mom, I want that property. <laughs> All right, cool. Let me buy that property. Mm. Mom, I want to start that business. Okay, let me get let me get that money to start that business. <laughs> and you know, and this way it gets a bit crazy. Cause now, you know, going to court, finding all this out, she got hit with a Uno reverse. Mm-hmm. Because we know that as the person who has the most money is the one who supports to support the person who has the the less money. Yeah. Yeah. But in this case, the Uno reverse happened when, you know, once the court found out, once she found out the court, she, he has nothing in the courts. She now has to financially support him. (laughs) So silly, isn't it? She now has to financially support him. Bro. Because he earns less than her, technically speaking. Yeah. Because nothing is under his name. The house they live in is not even under his name. His mm-hmm. mom owns it. So she now has a three million worth net worth, has to support a 70 million net worth player. That's crazy. Just because she went for it. Yeah. Mental. Just because she did she decided to do that. God bless America. <laughs> Bro. When, when you, yeah, when you deep it, it's pretty much in a, in a non, how do I say it? So I don't come out really in a bad way, but in a non-malicious way to like any females out there, well played, Hashra Fakimi. That is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> That to True me is defender. what I say, checkmate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> the final piece of the You're puzzle. You're absolutely stuck I in the mud, babe. Man, just ask, I dare you to come after me. Yeah. I dare you to come after me. I don't, you've accused me of cheating. Now it's out in the public. People are going to think I'm a scumbag. Yeah. Now I dare you to come after me. And she thought, you know what? You're a footballer, multimillionaire, earns millions a year. I'm, I'm going married to, to you. put you on the ground and take 50% of everything. And he said, nah, babe, I don't know anything. I don't own anything. My mom owns it. Everything is in my mom's name. You're not seeing my mom, you're seeing me. <laughs> Thing is, you know, I'll be petty. Wow. I'll be petty as hell. Because for me, I'll be like, okay, your net worth is 3 million. My net worth is actually 70 million. 3 million goes into 70 million roughly 23 times. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to financially support me for 23 years and then I'll let you go. Yeah. Just, just being petty. <laughs> just being absolutely petty. For no, 
23 years that's all <laughs> and then you and then you can go you can go your merry way madness bless his little heart or bless her little heart actually is, 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 is that is that a bit harsh or is, that, is that fair nah it's a little bit harsh I would have what just... for 23 Rob please Collins I beg I would have just said like go on this is just a lesson learned and it like I don't need your money um but 23 this, years mate this is just a lesson learned that's nothing Collins that's, that's nothing. a speck in the dust for actual Rafakimi Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> One point five million a year. Rob, nothing is under my name. So technically, I actually don't own anything. <laughs> well and truly, I genuinely don't own anything. My mum's the rich one here, and you can't go after my mum because you're not married to my mum. <laughs> I wonder what happens then. If the, do you think like there's contracts and everything? Like if the mum dies, God forbid, everything goes back to his name. I think so. The yeah. Pro- the probably, yeah. The probably is that. In the, yeah. It's like in the will or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. the parent dies, he just goes He's the next beneficiary. Again. Yeah. Mental stuff. Ashraf Hakimi, wow. That is such I read a that and I couldn't move. stop laughing. <laughs> I could not believe it. Because the story just getting worse and worse and worse. Because <laughs> the first part was just her finding out that he actually owns nothing. Yeah. But then the second part is actually finding out that she actually has to support him now. Mate. For now to support him. And I was just like, what the hell? And that's going to give a lot of footballers, or not even just footballers, celebrities, basketball players, sport personalities, whatever that may be. Mumsy, bro. When, the minute you get married, when you're that famous and rich, protect yourself. Protect your assets, bro. Especially if that woman wasn't with you from down under. Trust me. Do you know what I mean? It's not like um, Messi, for example. Messi and his missus. Messi could never treat his missus like since, that. Since school days. Yeah. Six, six years old. Like, me- Messi would just let her have it. Yeah. Like, you are you are me. Yeah. We're, we're one. Exactly. Mental stuff. Bezos. They've been they've been with his missus for a very long time. Yeah. Bill Gates and his missus. They've been together for a very long time. So it would be a bit ludicrous of him. Because they've been together since Down Under. Microsoft being started. Amazon yeah. being started. But Bill Gates did give um, 50% to the wife, but... They're still working together like yeah, crazily. Yeah, it's not like each other are off on each other. They're still major philanthropists and they all exactly work together. There's actually a story that um, I don't know if it's true, but Bill Gates was um, seen like loads and loads of other women. Um, he was, yeah, it's crazy. But I, th- I think the wife knew about this as well. Yeah, yeah, she knew about it, and she. So, like, what caused this? What caused them to finally say, you know what, Let, we're, we're done. Bro, we we already knew the arrangement. True, but I think there's there's only so much you can do, especially if you don't want to be involved in that lifestyle. Yeah, there's only so much you can do until it starts build up, building up a lot of resentment in you. That bro, you that level, that wealthy lifestyle is a madness. People just have crazy arrangements all the time. The thing is, it's like you know, if you leave me, you're leaving this lifestyle mm. where everything is free you are gucci for life yeah literally you don't have to worry about how much this costs you just get it yeah i want the presidential suite at the burj khalifa you get it it's too much again abuse of power as we said we're bringing that back to roundabouts it's too much bro this this is why i don't think i'll ever want to be like rich 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 rich. it's just too (laughs) much i just want to be comfortable comfortable bro i don't i don't need to be a billionaire 
I just want to see money coming in the account, supporting the people around me, everybody winning. Yeah. Once I'm a billionaire and I can't even support the people around me, then I don't know what to do with my money. And this is what then happens. I just start abusing the power. Mm. It's the, a myth, bro. And the thing is, once you reach those kind of status, you get those hidden knocks from, you know, the Illuminati. Um, yeah, yeah, come yeah. And just come, and sign, come and sign for us. Come and sign this in blood, yes? All of a sudden, now I'm drinking blood from children. <laughs> Because this is what the rich or the rich do. Yeah. It's like, Sacri- no. Sacrificial, start sacrificing kids and all that, that kind of jazz. It's like, nah. That's all stress for me. I always say, <laughs> we've been through this whole money talk for a long, long time. But yeah, just, I come 30k a month, everybody wins. 10k a month, everybody wins. Everybody's smiling. I support people around me. I still work, you know, I still get stressed. <laughs> I still complain that the food shop was just a little bit too much this week. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, it's a little dust here next. You know what I mean? Bro, I promise you're going to start shopping in Waitrose. No, no way. <laughs> I will still be little, bro. Good vegan options. You know? Nah, you just have to upgrade your shopping a little bit. Hey. Away <laughs> no way. That's that, that right there is for, you know, a, a bit of the middle class folk right there. It's just too much, bro. So yeah, I, I look at it all the time and think there's too much going on, man. Mm. But yeah, Hashraf Hakimi, well played. Well, well played. I, I, again, it's going to give a lot of players time to think. Because thing is, you're going to have to think about how you structure your money when it comes to like prenups and things like that, how to protect yourself in these kind of situations. Yeah. And especially when marriage marriages nowadays don't last very long. And... The fact that they've only been together for two years and you thought, you, I don't even know if she even has evidence or is it just a hunch? Yeah. Like, I don't know why you choose to divorce him off of a hunch or whatever that may be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like when, when you started together from very young, you can build that up properly. And then that way the guy doesn't even feel like, you know what, this woman's going to take everything I have. Yeah. Because why would you be with me from day dot, school days? All the way up to me when I'm like 20 in my 30s, when I'm a multi-millionaire. And all of a sudden, you, you just go, right now I'm going to be, I'm, I'm planning this because I know this kid. Yeah. Like, how do you know that? You don't. That's a bit more innocent. Whereas if I'm 30 and a multi-millionaire, or my mid-20s and I'm a multi-millionaire, and you, you just come into my life at around similar age, I'm going to be like, I don't, like, I love you, but I don't know. I'm gonna protect a bill, mum. I'm gonna I'm gonna protect a bill of this money from. Yeah, I think money. And the thing is, I don't even know how long he's been doing that. To be fair, mm. like he could have been doing that from day dot, as in just giving it to his mum. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's probably how it started. You know, yeah. like a lot of people, especially coming from Africa, coming from Morocco, in such a poor, dire state. You know, like even when playing academy football, like you just give his wages to his mum. You know, mm, yeah. his mum would buy his boots, his shorts, his food. You know? Yeah, um, gets a little bit more richer, and he says, "You know what? Let me still stay with my mum. Mm. The mum controls everything. The mum controls all the wages. So, like, even when you do make it pro, it's not a case of, oh, now I got to do something. I got to do something different. Nah, this this has been working. Let me just keep it how it is. Yeah, because because thing is, at the end of the day, two two hundred k a month. You're you're still laughing. Yeah, because you're I, still smiling. You're not really stressing." Yeah, the rest of the money just goes to your mum to just keep it there to keep it safe yeah. for your future children for her just in case she needs something so she lives good yeah 
I I first seen Hakimi when he was playing for like Borussia Dortmund, the German club, and I thought, yeah, I love this player. And then I looked at a bit into him, and his mum was controlling all his finances. Then never really thought anything of it. Mm. Um, so it's clear to see even when he went to Inter Milan, and then after Inter Milan to PSG, his mum probably still has been controlling everything, mm. which is quite interesting. But yeah, money management is because this important. is going to start a whole new wave of people. Thinking, um, thinking about differently about their money and sometimes you might just say you know what i might not actually need a prenup yeah I, I don't need a prenup if you if you want what i have sure take it but just just know that i ain't got no, nothing's under my name yeah because when i first read it i thought he put it he put his money under like a business like in a trust or somewhere i was like that's that's kind of smart too yeah because that means that mo- that money technically ain't Can't yours. Really you have to go it. find this trust who's going to give you that money. You, you can't do that. That's not easy to come around. But the fact they gave it to his Marge and everything is under his Marge's name, that's just... <laughs> that's that. This These are those type of um, life-changing moments for everyone to see. And every, it's out there in the public. <laughs> Every athlete is going to think the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like In the same way, did you know like back in the day when athletes like basketball players when they used to like run with like um adidas where adidas converse mm-hmm. when they're playing basketball and things whenever those shoe whenever the shoes sold money they actually didn't really get any percentage of the of the shoes they just got a little yeah, equity get, a little share yeah, like a little one percent share or something mm-hmm. like that they just 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 get a couple of money every, every single month that gets paid in constantly start your own but what Michael Jordan did was instead of when when Nike reached out to him and they were coming to him with the, his shoe Air Jordan, mm. they decided, well, Michael said, I'll, I'll accept. He didn't even want to go to Nike as well, which is kind of crazy to think about. Mm. When you watch the movie Air, you, you'll see that. He didn't even want to go to Nike. And then the deal that he actually wanted from Nike was whatever percent well, whatever amount of revenue you get from that shoe i want a percentage of that revenue from each shoe yeah nice for every single shoe sell you you get yeah. i want a revenue of that yeah but nike just i don't know about that one maybe that's never been done before but i'm just like i'm the best player <laughs> i'm i'm literally the best player and this was before i even went to the nba this is when it was like the third draft pick into the chicago bulls yeah i'm just like Listen, if you think I'm going to be the star that you think I'm going to be, <laughs> yeah. you're going to give me a percentage of those Air Jordans. And they gave him the percentage of the, those Air Jordans. And my man was just thinking to himself, back in the day, sh- basketball shoes weren't really, they were selling, mm. but they weren't exponentially high, high like that. Yeah. But during the first year, they made 162 million. <laughs> they made the sold that Air Jordan. Wow. Just like that. That's crazy. And man's get a percentage of the revenue. So this is this is the key difference. This is not Mark percentage business. of profits. This is percentage of revenue. Yeah. And we all know revenue is a lot, lot more than profits. Yeah, than gross. Than net. So to get money off of revenue, you're smiling. Yeah. Cause profits, a company might might not make profit. Yeah. Then what? You get nothing. There's companies that turn over freaking two million and, and they're on a loss of 600,000. Exactly. That's like, we still haven't actually made money in our pockets. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the fact that it's getting money off of the revenue, so it's like, like even 10% of mm. that 2 million, it's 200K, crazy. that just goes straight to me and I don't care what else you do with the money. 
Yeah, I'll sort my taxes out. You lot do you. Exactly. <laughs> and that from that from then on, just from him doing that, started a whole new wave of um, NBA um, players deciding, you know what, I have one percentage of the revenue. Sometimes and that's that became what the thing. It, it started be. from Nike and then it just, boom. Those, those are the little monumental shifts and changes, the first timers yeah. to do it, that you see and you go, ah, I can do that. And then Adidas started doing it and all these other companies started yeah. doing it as well. And then I'm thinking as well, now this is probably going to be one of those little pivotal moments. There's little nuggets that people didn't actually think about before. Yeah. To now, a lot of women are going to be like, do you actually own this house? Who's this house under? Oh, I imagine no, it's, some men are going to be stressed, bro. Yo. It's Can has, I see the paperwork? <laughs> Babe, I can't lie. I don't know where that is. Yeah. Mum bought this house. <laughs> Don't worry about it. This house is all good. Mum bought the car. Yeah, Mum bought that for me. Wait, so wait, so you you play for PSG and you get you you gain one million a month. So how 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 are you? How do you not own this house yourself? Well, just I just don't. All that money just goes to my mum. It's actually not even my money. And the contract, in the contract, it's my mum's name. It's never me. To be fair, I don't even think the girl has ever like questioned that. Like, no, she hasn't. That's the thing. You That's mean, the beauty of you it. You get all this money, like. We've never been in a position to struggle. We get anything we want. So yeah. like, hey, you are that guy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> really and truly, my mom is that guy. <laughs> She's that woman, yes. <laughs> She's got the money, yeah? Exactly. But yes, I, I talk about money management and nowadays we're seeing more sports stars like when they finish the game, they're making something of themselves, whether it's punditry, whether it's their own shows, anything like that. Like you look at someone like Michael Richards for a sake mm-hmm. and he's in everything. He's in much of days in Sky Sports, he's in this. And that's why he was saying he spends about £600 a week on a trim, on trims. That, when I heard that, that was insane. By the way. I was like, bro, what kind, of money, what kind of money are you earning? To be what, say that again, how much? £600 on trims. Six. And he gets to how many times a week? Uh, two, three. <laughs> Every other day. Don't, what's the difference? Mandem, when a trim looks good, it just looks good. <laughs> There's no way a trim is worth 600 pounds. Baba must be smiling, bro. This is that celeb lifestyle thing. Because I think Again, the reason why they earn that earn much. too much money, bro. Yeah, because I think the reason why the, even the barbers even earn that much is because now you've become exclusive. Yeah. Whenever these guys want a trim, you you go to them. Yeah. So it's just like okay, I'm I'm leaving my wife all this kind of jazz. I gotta make a living out of this. Six hundred pounds. Yeah. You're like okay, cool. This the haircut is the same as your barber at Netherfields, man. Big man thing. And the and the trim from your local barber still looks sharp. It's just that there's to be fair. I, I will give them these six hundred pound barbers. Yeah, they, they, nah, they, nah, they go they, hard. They, yeah, yeah, no, they got all that, the that's what I'm saying. Like, they like, lie like, everything. Yeah, yeah, They give you a little sprinkle. Yeah. Like, your hair looks premium perfection. It's, so, it's I, surgery. I, I'll, I'll give them that six hundred pounds, though. I can't, bro. That's more than thirty thousand pounds a year. My trims is your salary, big man. <laughs> <laughs> It's your yearly salary, bro. That's insane. And that's just on haircut. Twice a week. So it must spend a thousand two hundred. Or or bought or a thousand eight hundred. Nah, six hundred six hundred pounds a week, but it consists of like two trims. So it's probably oh, three hundred, okay. three hundred. 
boy. 300 on Tuesday, 300 on Saturday, 300 on Tuesday, 300 on Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Because he says he gets, I think he said he gets to like, before he's done, he does his match of the days. Yeah. And whenever he goes out or whenever he's about to go out on a date, he gets to trim again. He gets to trim. Slap, bro. What, what, what changed? Nothing Within those three days. Your hair hasn't even grown, bro. Literally. It, has, it hasn't marinated. You know when you get a trim, you got to let it marinate for two <laughs> for a week. But the thing is, you know me being the barber, I, I'll look at your hair and go, nothing's really changed, but you're going to pay me 300 anyway. At this rate, I wouldn't even... I just, I wouldn't even I just, okay, cool. I'll so just make noise in the background. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, I'll get my blade, everything. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'll, sc- I'll just scrape it again. Yeah, it was, yeah it was, that little thread there was coming out a little bit too much. At that rate, you need to give me a little head massage every time as well. Literally. Facial cloths, all that good stuff. Yeah, fam. Massage, everything. Mental. But I was saying, uh, money management, these footballers, like, mm. they're probably earning more now than um, they were earning when they were playing the game. Yeah. Um, just how they've managed their money, you know. This guy here is called Matthew Flamini. Matthew Flamini used to play for Arsenal. Matthew Flamini? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Played for Arsenal. Good footballer. Um, once he finished, he set up a business, a company, and he went into the biomechan- biomechanical um, industry. Wow. Yeah. His company is called GF Biomecha- Biomecha- Biomechanicals. Uh-huh. Goodness me, why am I struggling to say that word? <laughs> Him and his partner, um, some you call Pascal Granata. Bro, the Frenchman. His company is estimated to be worth 28 billion. <laughs> wow. In that industry, bro. The wow. industry leaders in producing levulinic acid. <laughs> what? What is that? It's a fuel made from plant wastes and can be used in creation of other plastics. Wow. Bro. That's a good pivot using, of money. Using that as a platform, Flamini has also released the world's first magazine devoted to eco-sustainability and has created new university degrees focused on bioeconomy. Bro. Wow. Man's creating new university degrees. Yeah. But that's the thing about these footballers. It's like, you make all this money, but what will you do when everything stops? You get injured or your football career ends. Yeah. You better have a good pivot because that, you, you ain't getting 40k a week anymore 100% we think you that, ain't getting we 100k think, a week anymore we think Ronaldo and Messi make all that money he's worth pretty much 30-50 times more than them I think Flamini's net worth alone is 10 billion yeah it's madness he wasn't even earning as a footballer probably earning like 60k a week as a footballer yeah <laughs> because I think it's, it's like even like rappers sometimes even like um Man like chameleon air. I was literally about to say chameleon air. They see me rolling. Yeah. They eating. He's a serial guy. investor. Serial Insane. investor. His net worth Richer is crazy. Richer than he's ever been. Yeah. What's his net worth now? Let me have a look. Chameleon air. Like, you start making your real, real money when you start actually investing it. Yeah. Elsewhere. And into either whether that's products or a new invention or property like there's multiple multiple ways of getting and making more and more and more money it's just the fact that you know you're a rapper or you're an athlete now you have a lot of money in your account to invest and start a business any business you want Hmm. because at the end of the day you you could technically technically because you made so much you could just sit there and just do nothing just rest bro 
For the, for the rest of your life, you'll be Gucci. You can still spend the same amount and you'll be all right. A lot of, pe- a lot of footballers still do that. They just go fat. Yeah. Because they're chilling. I'm eating now. Like Ronaldo, for example. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing this diet thing for God knows how long. Now let me just eat what I yeah, want. Yeah, let me just, let me just eat good. <laughs> Man, them like JJ Okocha. What is he doing now? Healthy. Eating. <laughs> <laughs> He's local, you know. He lives in Milton Keynes. No way. Yeah, he's local. He goes to the same barbers as me, bro. No way. Yeah, my like Dennis fam cuts his hair. <laughs> <laughs> JJ Okocha. Yeah, bro. He's local. No way. <laughs> it's kind of mad, isn't it? <laughs> what, does that have like a big ass or something now? Huh? What is he doing? Bro, he, he he parked up his huge ass Range Rover. Like, massive. Yeah. Body kit, everything. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's all I see of him. But like, his kids that's are always insane. fresh as hell. Yeah. So he's clearly doing well still. <laughs> Think is, I don't even know what he does nowadays, but I will never know what he does nowadays. I've seen him getting a trim and that's it. Everyone knows asking for a picture. I've never asked him for a picture because they're embarrassing. The thing is, the fact that you're coming to my local barbers, on, bro, I, don't, I don't need to get a picture. You're in the ends, bro. I'm yeah. A, I'm, a, I'm a disturbing you getting a trim, bro. <laughs> Just know I see you in it. <laughs> Thing is, it's not like I'm seeing you out and about in the streets and I go like, oh shit, that's that's JJ, fella. Yeah. Let me grab a quick pic because I'll never see you again. But you're literally at my barbers. Yeah. My local barbers that I, I go to every two times, um, every once a week, maybe even two, um, once every two weeks. You, you know, you know, when you see people in your local bar, you don't think of them as like some some big guy. Yeah, you can't be wet. Yeah, you, ca- you can't be. Big. Yeah. I just feel like, oh, you're cool, man. You saw, who did you see from? Well, Delhi. Yeah, De- to talk to you about I, that. I, what what actually happened? I, I could not believe it, mate. Don't think we can speak too much about it, but essentially the world is looking for Delhi Ali, aren't they? <laughs> Freaking. Wait, so actually, how did that happen? Like, what, what, what was going on there with the world? Let's so, start with the, yes. what we know publicly. So he's currently an Everton footballer. Yeah. And he is on loan to a Turkish football club. Yeah. <laughs> he's been playing in Turkey for God knows how long, X amount of months. And recently, he hasn't been turning up to training or anything like that. Yeah. What the, the hell? owner of the Turkish fo- football club has been like, we don't know where Deli Ali is. He was meant to turn up to work this morning. He did not turn up to training. <laughs> um, we tried to contact him. He hasn't answered his phone. His phone is not available. So I have currently no idea where that boy is. Yeah. Wow. Everton released a statement a few weeks later saying, to this day, we don't know where Deli is. Uh, <laughs> he's in breach of his contract because obviously he's not, doing what he should be doing so we're probably gonna have to terminate his contract which is fair enough because you're at work you're not turning up to work it's gross yeah. misconduct yeah two twos now I'm away to the gym I got Debs I've got S with me yeah we're on the way to the gym they're just chilling who do I see just <laughs> 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 Delhi just here in Milton Keynes obviously he's from Milton Keynes <laughs> I'm thinking what are you doing bro what the what the hell is going on here like, why, why are you here? <laughs> Thing is, we we have to understand. Delhi Ali started from NK Dons, from hey, from he's, he's from MK Dons, isn't and it? then he's from went to what Tottenham. Yeah, went to Tottenham. Played highest level, mm-hmm. and then went on the decline. Then also Mourinho to... said he don't work hard enough. Da da da. Yeah, we see he don't work hard enough. Yeah, he moved club. He moved to Everton. Played for England as well. Yeah, reached the highest of the highest. Highest of the England. highest. And then went down to what, Everton? Everton. Again, was performing Everton. And then Everton started to loan him out. To Turkish team. Turkish team. And, and then here we are. Here we are. So what? what what's it? 
It's so like, explain to me where 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 you what were you man doing? Were you just chilling the whip? Like what you just walking out? Yeah, yeah. I was on my way to the gym. I was on my way to try that Nuffield gym in the hub in Milton Keynes, and he was in the hub as well, just on the phone, fresh ass tracksuit, obviously. Of course, looked like money. Of course, and yeah, made eye contact and said, "What is going on here?" <laughs> Um, I'll explain after the the, yeah. the mic. Yeah. It was just a bizarre moment, and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> and I was like, "Fair enough." I'll like, be asking so many questions, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa you can only on. ask so many questions. Yeah, bro. Like, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, first of all, can I take a picture with you? Or is it no? Nah, you can't take a picture. Again, Delhi, Delhi's the kind I'm of guy. I'm revealing like, my location. Now nah, you can't even take a picture somewhere like Delhi because, like, mm. even when we used to go out all the time, like. Me, Craig, etc. We'd literally finish revs. We'd be Mackies together. Delhi just beside us, ordering a Mackies with us. Like, you can't ask. Oh, that us, like. Yeah, you can't ask him for a picture. Do you know what I mean? Tr- uh, yeah, it is 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 a bit tricky. That yeah, I can see that. It's like I've seen you since you them days when you actually went to the same shop I used to go to, and now I'm taking a picture with you. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah that's that is a bit weird. We've that played, we weird. played against them like even when we were playing for the MK Don Center of Excellence, like. Mm. I remember this so well because Daza came on the pitch. Deli Ali was um, taking a free kick during like a training game. What does it place for? Back back in the day, he did anyway. Yeah. And um, Darren was in the way, so Deli just grabbed him and pushed him to the ground. Bless <laughs> <laughs> like, Darren, man. Oh my days. Like we, like yeah, you can't necessarily ask him for a picture like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like he's not. Okay. Obviously, okay. the kids were like, "Wait, is that Deli? Is that Deli?" I was like, "Yeah, that's him. Go, go take a picture. That's him." Just gassing up the kids. Yeah. But like, no, it looks like him. I was like, no, no, it's him, it's him. Man, them. There is no, it looks like him. Either it is him or it's not him. it's not him, bro. Like, people need to stop this shit. You look at the picture, you look at him and go, yeah, that's Delhi. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to question it. Just say, whenever it comes to any celebrity fam, if you recognize him, you say, oh, that that looks an awful lot like Angelina Jolie. Oh, that looks that looks an awful lot like Brad Pitt. It probably is Brad Pitt. Now, to be fair, do you remember? But, that, were you with us when we went when we met Harry Kane's brother? No, I was I me and Kevin and Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we were checking into a hotel. We were I can't remember where we were. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it was Cardiff or it was in London. We were out in London, but we were checking into a hotel. Yeah, Mabel beside us, bro. This geezer looked like Harry Kane. So I told the man there, I you man. <laughs> This guy looks like Harry Kane. This, <laughs> this is no joke. He actually looked like Harry. Yeah. So I, we looked at him and they're like, hey, Rob, shut up, man. I was like, nah, nah, nah. Look at the way he's smiling. Like, look at the way his teeth are. Like, he looks like Harry Kane. Yeah. And then he starts smiling even more. And I was like, why are you smiling? Are you, do you get that a lot? He's like, yeah, I get that all the time. And I was like, oh. And they were like, because I'm his brother. Ah, and I was oh, like, there's no way. You man, I told you. I was like, you man, I told you. So we just started talking and we were like, how is he? Like, da, da, da. And he was like, to be honest, we actually don't get along, mate. So I spoke oh, to him really? in ages. Yeah. <laughs> bro, if my brother's making like, I'm getting along with him. Big money, my brother's Harry Kane. I'm getting along with Harry Kane, I'm baby. Get, listen, I know I'm getting a free yard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you mad. Money after business, make. I want to stop. I know a brother can fund me. That's my investor. <laughs> bro. That's my best Sometimes my I wish I had. Sometimes I wish I had a brother who's like a footballer. Yeah. Just so I can do so much. Yeah. I'd be like, Kev, I need 5k. Kev, I need 10k. <laughs> Kev, I know I've wasted 50k this year, bro. But I really need a Trust 30k. Trust me, this, this is it. <laughs> bro, this the thing is, is that would get your juices like flowing so much in terms of like how you're thinking. Da, 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 because you just want to try everything and anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you know you've got someone there who will just invest. Yeah. 
Literally, bro, you're earning three hundred and sixty thousand pounds a week. All I want is thirty thousand pounds. The thing is, why did did you ever say why they don't get along? Um, just due to family stuff, etc. <sighs> uh, I think I think I'm pretty sure they get along Stop now. With this, Obviously, when your family member is doing well, you all eat. Bro, There's no point eats, in you bro. having feuds with your family members. Come on, people. Yeah, Charlie, this is exactly yours, mate. Charlie Kane. Charlie, let me look at him from. This is exactly how he looked like. And I was like, bro, you look like Harry Kane, sunshine. <laughs> and then Craig was like, I don't, I still don't believe him. I think he's chatting shit. So he pulled out his ID and it was Charlie Kane. Second name was on. I was like, yeah, decent. <laughs> Do you know what? I wouldn't have thought it was Harry Kane's brother. Bro, when he was it, right it beside me, mm. it was pure Harry Kane. This, this picture doesn't do it justice in that. I can see the brothers because. The, the smiled. nose from Smile. nose down, bro. Mm. That nose, mouth, lips, chin is is hurricane. And I was like, bro, because uh, I was saying, could, if you could, hide him here, yeah, it just looks like Harry. Really? Yeah, I was like, he looks like a fit Addy. Because <laughs> to be fair, it, some people totally from an angle you can see. Ah, oh, I, I see why the resemblance. Yeah, yeah, I can see the resemblance. Yeah, but like from front view, certain pictures I look at this now because he has his cheeks are showing off a bit more. So yeah. it's like it's not really the it doesn't necessarily look like him, like him, but I can yeah. see from the nose and everything like that. Yeah, that is his brother. I was like, bro, I knew it. Mm. You might can't tell me different. Literally. But yeah, it was sick. It that's was, that's insane. It's quality, mate. But yeah, small world, isn't it? Small world. <laughs> that, that is actually a small world. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, but Delhi, wherever you are, mate. If you ever hear this pod, I just, think Delhi should just, just come back to Milton yeah, Keynes. Don't don't ask like a superstar. Just come in, focus on your football. Because to be fair, like you are still quite young. I mean, like how old is he now? Um, he be like, like his late twenties. No, nah, I think he's like twenty seven. I swear, twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven years old. And you're already on your career downfall. See what I'm saying, bro? How you can still make a bit of moolah? He just people turned get on their downfall. He turned twenty seven a few days ago. Yeah, no, I think eleventh of April. Would it be correct to me saying footballers start going on, on a bit of a decline the minute they reach like maybe 29, 30s? Yeah. Or, or like, does it start a bit earlier than that? So we say your peak age of football is 28 years old. That's that's where your peak. Yeah. That's where you're functioning the best. Like you got the best abilities, stretching, everything like that. Yeah. And you start going decline when you hit about 33 years old. And uh, then you start calming down. Yeah. Yeah. So, but cause, but then again, you get your you know your Milners, your Messi's, your Ronaldo, who yeah, just yeah, the fitness on a but they dedicate level. they dedicate their life to football. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit different. That's true. True. Footballers nowadays they don't dedicate their life to football like that. It's like I've reached my peak. The minute the minute they're just enjoying they're enjoying the money yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. Man. The minute you reach the pinnacle of the, the top clubs in Europe, mm. you can't get any higher than that. So yeah. the only other way is down. Yeah. And then it starts off a little bit. Let's say you you were Man City for at one point. Next thing you know, you're in Brighton. And next thing you know after that, you're in West Ham. Yeah. And the next thing you know after that, you're in Leeds. And then you just go. By the way, just just respect Brighton. That's still peak football. That's European football right now. Bro, there's still levels in the Prem. There's still levels in the Prem. I'd rather right now. I'd rather be playing for Brighton than playing for Chelsea Football Club. Oh yeah, facts. See what I'm saying? Facts. No, no, respect, 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 respect This, this one didn't say Chelsea because Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, the ball in the heat. <laughs> Chelsea, embarrassing, embarrassing, man. They this can't one, win a game, bro. Frank wanna, Lampard's a mess. Chelsea ain't even in the rankings at all. They're just scum. Racist club, mate. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. 
So the, the minute you start going to like your leads, and then next thing you know, you're in championship football, just quit. Yeah. Just, it's, it's over. Now, don't quit because people enjoy football. They, they, they physically enjoy football. Nah, just go into presenting. That's a job, bro. They love nah, it. Nah, just go presenting, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, just be a presenter. I the was, thing is, your, your, your football knowledge is so high, just be a presenter. Just present. Yeah. Like this, I'll just literally. Go to coaching. Yeah. Just stay in the football world. Not necessarily don't need to play every week. Because that's where you see mostly what it's pivot to, anyways. Like, yeah. they've, they've done this thing. You see, even like Daniel Sturridge hit hit the heights. Now he's just presenting. Yeah. He's actually a funny guy. Cool so guy, he's, actually, he's a producer as well, you know. He's a music producer. Oh, so yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I like Daniel Sturridge. Even like, when we think about people who pivot, like another one's Lil Dicky. Lil, whoa. Hey, yo. Hey, yo, 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 yo. This in it is Chris Brown's body. Oh. Yeah. Chris Brown's body. Yeah. Um, that song. That guy. Um, his last album was like, tw- what, 2017 or some shit like that? It was yeah. quite a long time ago. And ever since then, we have, we've never seen him back on the scene again. Mm-hmm. What has he been doing? He's been directing. Oh, nice. He used all that money that he got from um, his Freaky music. Friday. Yeah, Freaky Friday. To actually start his own um, media company. Oh, nice! And now he's actually making um, he's he's making a sitcom right now. That's actually on um, Dave. Mad. It's called I think it's called Dave. It's like um, comes out what well, I think once a week or every single day or something like that. Yeah. But apparently it's really really good mm. and he's making a lot of money from it. And people are just like, where is Lil Dicky? You know, he was such a good artist. What actually happened to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, so I got he, shit he's, to do. He's pivoted. Bro. He's he's happy. He's actually doing what he is he, enjoying right now. Yeah, and it's like it's not like I'm not gonna go back to rapping anymore. It's just that this lane I'm on, mm. I'm so happy with it. Yeah, I got stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I get it for real. But, but yeah, do, like people, some oh, Mrs. Arriving in. Oh, she's arriving now. Oh, decent. <laughs> <laughs> but we are Perfect pretty time much day. finished anyway. But yeah, I think we we'll call it a day. I got second half to watch from Man United. We're winning 1-0 right now. Anthony just scored a goal, so Martial assist. But yeah, thank you very much for listening to this episode, lovely ladies and gentlemen. Episode number 62 is now complete. Um, If you're still listening to this very moment uh, of the podcast, you are the true MVP. And we appreciate y'all. Like I always say, share it with a friend, share it with another friend, another friend after. Um, and just keep sharing it. Yeah, just keep and sharing it. Really. Never stop sharing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll appreciate um, it. So sharing much. is caring, and because you care, you care about us, you're going to keep sharing. But yeah, thank you very much for listening to episode 62. Yes, Hope sir. you have a fantastic week. I've been your boy Rob. And I've been your boy Collie Cole. I'll see you. Bye. Have a good Bye. week. I've been Dimitri. I'll see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.